0: This podcast is produced by Unedited. You know when you're like talking about yourself, people always kind of, in a lot of these ways, like people try to pass it off as if it's kind of like narcissistic and like boasting. It's not, it's just showing that you're proud
1: of yourself and I think that's a perfect example of like, it's okay to be proud of how far you've come and like want to talk about that. That's Sam Tompkins and this is episode 206 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. Having battled with depression and anxiety, I became a coach who helps people to create transformation by being more present in their lives. And this podcast is all about conscious living and positive well-being. Each week, we hear the stories and tips from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Sam Tompkins, who is a singer-songwriter. And he's someone who I really admire for the kind of openness and emotional honesty that he puts into his songs. And on top of all of that, Sam is just an all-round great guy. I really, really love this conversation. And it's just kind of one of those where the time just flew by. Like, Sam speaks with a lot of heart and a lot of energy, and we're very blessed that towards the end of this conversation, he tells us a very personal story about a record deal that he was trapped in, and so it's something that he's never really spoken about publicly before. And like I said, this conversation is awesome. It just felt like we were hanging out and having a chat and just being really open and honest and putting our cards on the table with, you know, this year and kind of everything that's been going on. This conversation was recorded at the start of November in the lockdown in the UK, so don't be thrown off by a couple of the references that are in that throughout this chat. Uh, but during this conversation, we spoke about the impact of laziness on your mental health, tapping into your emotions, getting yourself out of a slump, and more. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, then be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Sam. Sam. Hello and welcome. Sam Tompkins, how's it going, sir?
0: Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm alive. I've got a moustache now.
1: Yeah, I was was admiring the moustache as we were chatting just there and I I wanted to ask about it. So I'm glad you brought it up. Tell tell me about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, so lockdown, let's say we're in lockdown 2.0s. So for anyone who doesn't know, watching, could be American anywhere, we've had like two lockdowns. We had the first one in March that started and it lasted till what, was it like July?
1: Yeah, I think beginning July. of July, I believe it was.
0: And then and then for some for some reason, we've got a second one now. And this year I have, when I went into lockdown, I was working out a lot. I was feeling really good about myself and um, lockdown happened. And like pretty much everyone I've spoken to, I've kind of, well, like 95% of the people I've spoken to, like I have kind of neglected my body a little bit, neglected how I've been treating my myself. And, um, like, I realized that I was growing my beard out, right? And I was thinking, like, oh, man, like, why am I doing that? I'm just kind of hiding. Like, it's like a way of hiding for Mm. a man. And for me, I grew the beard out to kind of hide what how I was, like, because I was just eating really bad food, not working out, not just feeling quite miserable and quite down. So I basically just last night, my girlfriend basically started cutting their fringe, and I went, like, yeah, I'm I'm going moustache, so I just shaved it, shaved it off. I like trimmed it down and shaved it off because I was like, I can't hide behind it now. And then like, I've be, I felt more productive. It sounds so stupid, but I felt more productive and more like like want to take care of myself because I can't, I have nothing to hide now. Mm. I mean, it's, it's there, so I just want to look as and feel as good as possible.
1: Yeah, but, no, I get that, man. I think like because I get that as well. Like when my when my, I don't really grow my beard that long, but it gets to a stage where it almost starts to change the shape of my face. I can almost yeah. see like, like, I've got quite like, a, like a, it's going to sound so egotistical, but like a, a, a strong jawline. But like when, when, when the beard grows out, you know, it gets like puffy, right? So yeah. like my face starts to look rounder. And yeah. I always think like, ah, oh, that's the point where I'm like, I'm not taking care of myself, man. And it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily to do with appearance. It's more like, yeah, those little acts of self-care like for you like trimming off the beard has like made you think like oh actually that's a nice thing I've done for myself like I can kick start maybe doing more exercise or whatever
0: yeah that's it and like after it was like basically I would had a Chinese I'd order a Chinese and I just thought oh man I feel so grim shaved off my beard and I was like right workout time got my workout bench out and just started pumping iron for like I don't know like half an hour 40 minutes and uh like some ab stuff, and uh, I just felt really good after it, and i felt, like, pretty decent since. Yeah. So, and also I think it makes me look slightly younger. I mm. don't know, some people are saying I look older, some people say I look younger, but I think I look quite, I think I look quite cool as well. <laughs> look quite cool. I have a moustache, not everyone can do it, but yeah. I, um, yeah, it kind of just looks like I've got a couple of moustaches there over my eyes, and then I've got this one.
1: That's strong, man. It's, it's a good, it's a strong moustache that like mine's way too like thin we're just totally, this is the new name of this podcast is the, uh, in moustache. the Barber shop with Alex Manzi. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, mine's really thin and it can be patchy. So I've never, I've never actually tried to just shave and do just a moustache. So I don't like having, um, clean shaven do. on my cheeks. May I, maybe I'll give it a go I but just always thing, get I'm rashy not,
0: I'm, I'm not clean shaven I've just taken the trimmer ah. on zap to a zero so ah. it's still like you can still yeah yeah flavor. it's still a bit there do you know what I mean like I haven't gone like and also we're you know we're men we our hair grows like that anyway overnight mm. it's grown true insane amounts
1: Uh, You've inspired me, man. That's it. It's lockdown 2.0, man. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it after. I need to charge my my razor, but I'll do it after this, I reckon. (laughs) I'll oh, you your- do it? yeah I'll do it I'll do it why not yeah like, they- like, the only people that have seen me right now is my parents and anyone who yeah. watches this <laughs> so Hell yeah
0: oh yeah you should do it, do it right
1: now no nah, I can't do it now yeah. man we got we got business to, to talk right, about it to- I'll, do- yeah. I'll do it after I'll do it after I'm I'll
0: grab your number after this I'm yeah really we- it.
1: yeah I'll send you the photos I was watching something the other day right and and it was on TikTok and someone was saying like what are the things that you didn't do during the first lockdown that you've kind of regretted that you now want to do during this lockdown
0: i think for me it's it's like i'm going to use this time to work out every day maybe do some like just and like make sure i do at least one productive thing each day not just like binge stuff because la- like last time i like bi- binge ate i binge watched netflix i uh one thing I do think I got better at is I played guitar a whole lot mm. and I got a lot better at guitar. And also I'm going to start, um, I got this actually, it's right in my, I got a film camera and I'm going to oh, start I'm taking sick. pictures on that. And, um, yeah, also I've quit smoking now, like as of nice. like a week ago. So I've got this for now, but that's only for like emergencies. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I, i I'm just going to try and be productive and like better myself. That's literally it. What about you, man? What are
1: you gonna do? Same, really, man. I think like for me, what what I realized was is that I was quite gassed for the first lockdown. Like I can't lie, I was because I, I quite like spending time alone because I can get really creative and productive on my own. Like I'm, I actually managed to like well, I didn't didn't fully write it, but like write and release a book during the last lockdown. So like I can get stuff done, and I was really excited about that because I knew that I'd be able to focus on stuff. But then after the lockdown, I was like, oh man, I feel like I missed out on some opportunities to just like be a bit more relaxed or like just have more fun and do do more things that are more like playful. And you know, I'm not I'm not trying to get like an outcome of like with with you know writing and releasing your book, it's kind of like you want to get it out and it's a product and you want to shout about it. But just by like like skateboarding that we were talking about earlier, it's like just go out on the skateboard more and just Yeah, I wish I'd done that.
0: That's something I wish I had done because it was summer. Yeah, and there was nothing stopping you from instead of going for a walk, just going for a skate.
1: Yeah, that's I it. I wish
0: I'd done that, but you know, do you know what? Like, you can't live life in regret. Like that. Like this year, we've been thrown like the curveball <laughs> of all curveballs. Like, there's nothing that if you told me this time last year, oh yeah, next year your life is going to be completely like. uprooted and you your your whole way of life is and everyone's whole way of life is going to be different because there's a a a a pandemic going on i'd be like you are smoking some cornflakes that's for sure but you know we've been dealt this curveball and i think you can be playful with your productivity but it doesn't lessen the productivity because if you're doing stuff that makes you happy you're being productive Mm -hmm, i think exactly like there is a certain level of like if you're binging certain things like i love watching tv and i love watching films i love because that's like a form of entertainment to me but if i'm doing that all the time and just eating loads of bad food as which is something i also love to do it's not it's not as positive anymore and it loses its spark and like it becomes the norm you have to balance your life out with a bunch of different things and like create and like because because in that sense, like nothing ever becomes boring because there's something else that you can like rotate and do, and then there's always something else that can add, you can add to your rotation list. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. um, that's what I'm try- trying to do is I'm just trying to achieve like I'm trying to just enjoy as many different things as possible rather yeah. than the same old stuff. Yeah, they and- become less enjoyable.
1: Yeah, and I think it comes it comes down to the thing of like doing it without expectation, but. I think I'm similar to you. Whereas like, I really enjoy being lazy. Like every bone in my body wants to be lazy all of the time. Like that, <laughs> He's even got it on his top. Um, It's, it's yeah. It's just in me. It's like when I was young and I was like, I mean, I wasn't in the best headspace anyway, but I basically had a year where I didn't work when I left school and I pretty much just sat on like my laptop watching TV and playing football manager and like, or PlayStation. And I could have been, I done that every day. Like, Every day, religiously, Monday, Sunday—it didn't matter what day it was—I would be doing that, and like every bone in my body wants to revert back to that. So I think sometimes I go into like overproductivity, or like, but have having my in my life become overproductive because I fear like sinking back into that that laziness, which which feels nice, but it doesn't it doesn't serve a purpose to me. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, people who listen to this regularly will know that I'm fully. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, play the the drums for the bands that promote like, um, you know, um, being chilled and taking your time and enjoying yourself and not always having to work and having some time to relax and switch off and slow down. But I fear personally that sinking into that again, like, every day, like I could easily get off of this when we finish recording, go and do my mustache and then just sit on the PlayStation for the rest of the night. And I'd be yeah. super happy doing that. But I know a part of me is like, that's not going to serve me today. Like it might on the weekends, like take that time to do that. Sure. But because I've got other stuff to do today, I'm like, that's not going to serve me. And I think that's my biggest fear is like sinking back into that, that way of living, which I don't enjoy, but also slightly enjoy at the same time.
0: Mm. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that, um, and I think that it gets to a point when you're doing those things, like you're like where it 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 does just genu- generally become like way less enjoyable anyway. And you feel like quite slumped doing it. Like I, I, I'm i with you, man. I love chilling out and doing uh, uh, the bare minimum. But I realise that I'm very easily roped into a lifestyle in which that dictates my life. And I don't want to do that. So I find when like I make a drastic change to, I don't know, shave my beard or like a drastic there's a drastic change there's always a shift in
1: my mood that feels elevated from what it was before Mm. so yeah i like that and do you think then that like when you when you do sink into that mode of like being lazier and that like you said i think you put it beautifully there by saying it dictates your way of living instead of it just being a part of it do you think it like taxes you mentally as well does it like play a toll like in your mind and on your on your head yeah well definitely because
0: because if you're doing the same stuff constantly, and like there's no like I watched do you remember the the series lost
1: yeah, mate, I found my book the other day it's behind me
0: mate, that's my favorite show of all time, yeah. and I watched that the whole way the whole way through. I watched that um and it took me like it took me and my girlfriend about a month to do that oh thing. mate that's
1: that's nothing i would I reckon I would have smashed it in about two weeks that's that's the mode might, I get into. Might.
0: But the, but the thing the thing is it might have been I, I don't know it was like th- it was three weeks all I know is every yeah. day we watched it all day yeah wow. and, and like, until we were asleep and like you got to remember there's there was there's episodes in that where like the, the, there's series of that where it's like twenty five episodes yeah. per think, series
1: was it six so, series in the end I don't know it, it about that.
0: yeah six series and um twenty five episodes which are about fifty minutes a pop which yeah. is quite, Saying I know I remember doing that and thinking like and like I felt like I achieved something at the end, weirdly, but like it was more like every day it was the same and and we were doing it and we didn't and neither of us really cared in the moment. But when you look in a like retrospective way, like that was probably the month where my mental health was actually not that great because mm. I was just doing the same thing. And if you're doing the same thing constantly, you're not challenging yourself and you're not you're not. If anything, you you either stagnate mentally or you go down. There's doing the same thing every day. I just don't see that. Even if what you're doing is like the most fun thing in the world, like everyone says like, uh, do, work a job that you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Something like that. Yeah. But I think like say the reason why those jobs are good is because you're constantly kept on your toes. It's not like you're putting in the same numbers on the same computer every day. Like you're doing, you're doing slightly different things, even if it's slightly. But like, when you're watching a TV series for like a month straight and nothing else, well, of course, it's gonna tax you mentally. Like there's 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 not really there's not really any pros to that that would make you go upwards. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe with a, I don't
1: know. I just it's a strange, it's a very strange thing. Very very. <laughs> yeah and what what did you do then once you kind of realized you're in that slump to kind of help you get back out of it and back up
0: it took me a while man it took me a long time it was like uh i um don't know i think that sorry i'm just trying to think like i i, I think it took me longer than that that like uh, it took me a while after to realize that in hindsight and then I started working out again, and like that was supposed to like improve my, my mind state. But then, like, I don't know, man. I think locked. I'm just not cut out for lockdown life, really. Like, mm. I like being outside, and like, I like being able to do things. I don't think many people are 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 actually fully. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, man? Like, what when 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 would you would you say it taxed you mentally? It taxes you mentally.
1: I think yeah, I think, but only more recently it wasn't during the actual lockdown like during the actual lockdown i was fine like i said because i was i was staying productive it was once the lockdown began to ease in like the beginning of july Mm -hmm. i started to get really overwhelmed because i was like thinking like oh now like i have there's like all this other stuff that you know even just to like go and see my mates felt like it was overwhelming in a way because it was like oh my god am i am i gonna have that social am i gonna feel like i'm able to be social am i you know have i lost my social skills or you know just things that i guess we would have taken for granted normally all of a sudden became overwhelming to me because I, i i did put myself in such a cave of like being productive like you know Writing, podcasting, uh, you know, making content, like, or doing all of this stuff. So when when everything started to ease, I started to feel a bit like uneasy about it. And then um, going going back into this lockdown, I I felt a bit more like uneasy about it as well. I wasn't as excited because I was I felt like I'd now got used to kind of hanging out and like me and my girlfriend were like going places and you know just not having to meet up in a park, for example. <laughs> And all of a sudden, that's now not an option. It's like, oh, like I, I feel like I don't know what uh, I had like a couple of days last week where I was really ropey in terms of like my head, like mindset, because I was like, I, I was just overwhelmed by everything. I was looking at my to do list and I was like, it was four or five things, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do any of them. I was just like, jeez, yeah. I'm just sitting here staring at this list, like I don't know where wow. to start. So yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of a wild one.
0: Yeah, man, I, I think that. I think we're at a a space in time though, where it's like, and this is another thing I, I like to, I, I like to think about is that like where this is like quiet, you do like normally when you feel mentally stressed or like you're feeling like things are like you're being taxed mentally or, you know, all that stuff. There is a sense of like, like an isolation already. Mm. Yeah. And and what's weird about this is that
1: you,
0: you know where people say, you know, you're not alone when that's like the first thing that someone always says when you're feeling down. And it's actually true. But in this instance, yeah, we are in such a unique in like scenario where actually everyone knows how you feel or has mm-hmm. known how you feel this year. So like there is a sense, there's a weird sense of community that's going on. I find that that's like inadvertently happened with this thing that has separated us. And it almost felt like we were more closer than ever this year because there was like a, like you're saying what you just said about how you felt. It's like, it resonates with me because I felt it two weeks ago yeah. or I felt it three days ago. Do you know what I mean? And it's like a chain of, it's it's crazy, man. There's, I don't know. I think, I think it's weird, like being isolated and and go. I definitely, obviously, first lockdown was much more serious and felt much mm. more genuinely like, like, well, people were taking it seriously when they like way more than they are. They seem to be now. But um, I think that that kind of propelled us into this thing where we just kind of. I don't know, like everyone just seems to like have gone through something in that time frame that, that you could resonate with, if that makes sense. Because it was like everyone went through the same kind of cycle of emotions. Like, oh, this is exciting. I can get loads of stuff done. Oh, I maybe didn't do as much as I could possibly have done. Oh, I'm pretty down about that. Oh, well, might as well get up and try and do it again. And then it's like a cycle. And I think loads of people felt that way. And you know, one thing to make note of is anything you felt regarding this period or since it's happened. There's definitely at least one of a group of five, let's say, that's felt a very similar thing for sure. Yeah,
1: and I think I think it also it, it's like it's completely valid to feel how you feel. Like definitely. like you're saying, other people have felt it, so it's not like it's a strange thing. So like. I think a lot of people have beaten themselves up a little bit for feeling a little bit down or a little bit sad or like, you know, people who have, you know, lost work or, you know, things like that. I think people have started to to beat themselves up about it, but it's like, actually it's, it's okay to feel like that. Like it's fine because we're in such a a weird state of the world that, you know, all of this seems very uneasy for people. So it's like, don't beat yourself up for, for feeling bad about it because that's a pretty normal feeling right now. Is definitely that's the case. And, like, apart from anything
0: else, like, I think this is – and this is another thing to talk about is I think that, like, this year has definitely shone a light on mental health Mm. being as important as it is because everyone probably had a problem with theirs this year. Like, you know, like – and it just shows it's, like, it's okay to feel like that all the time, not just because we're going through a pandemic. And I think – that's why it's interest it's it's important because people are coming to the point where like you know they are they are feeling things that they might have begrudgingly kind of poked like sort of fun at at others for feeling beforehand mm. and now they know how it feels so it's like a it's a thing where it's like everyone's kind of understanding mental health a little bit more and like how important it is and how like valuable and like how fragile it is too, and I think that um, it's definitely helped us move forward in that sense, and it's definitely sparked more of a conversation with it. But you know, I think that um, I think that I I I I I fear to see what the statistics of mm. uh, the amount of people that have suffered in this outside of like the COVID suffering, how many there's been. I've, I, I I hate to look at things as statistics and human just humans as statistics. So I kind of avoid it, but, you know, I eventually, I'm sure I'll find out some sort of horrific statistic about how many people went through and, and had, you know, decided to do certain things in this, in this, in this time. And that's, that's such a fear of mine is to see that because I know that there'll be such a vast amount of people and it'll be like a, yeah I don't know it's crazy I just I just hope that anyone who watches this knows that like anything that they're feeling regardless if it's to do with the pandemic or if it's not it's like it's perfectly okay like you know and you're I, as the cliche goes you aren't alone because there's two people right here yeah. who felt it, who felt it and are open to talk about it and I think yeah conversation is really important with that stuff I think and these yeah. kind of conversations are really important And has
1: that, have those conversations opened up as well? Would you say like with your friends and family or, or is it more of like a a general thing?
0: Well, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I've always been quite open about my mental health and my friends, pretty much like 95% of them are are the same. And the same with my family. Like my dad went through a lot of stuff when I was a kid that I didn't understand. And we, we fell out quite a few times. Well, we, we had a really rocky relationship me growing up because i just didn't understand him at all yeah. and then when i went through my own stuff like i was like oh man i really wish i'd taken that on board but as a kid you're so ignorant to everything you just you just have no idea and um you know and and i think that um i was just really lucky to get to a point when i got reached adulthood went through that stuff but i went through and still go through it all the time um and like we have a pretty good relationship. Like, oh, like my my friend Mike. I'm about. I'm going to see him at, in about an hour. We, me and Mike. He's 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 just texted me saying, "God, can you send me a link to this podcast when it's out?" Because I just said I'm on a podcast, and um, so I'll I'll give him a little shout out. So shout out, Mike. But um, he that's to test uh, if he's
1: listening or not. Because anyway yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, right,
0: exactly. But um, with with Mike we've been friends since I was 11 years old and it's really funny. Like we both went through some really tough stuff like in, in our, you know, when we went, we were like 11 to 13, that kind of age, like he went through some stuff with those, like things going on with his life and things going on with my life that we went through. But even at that age, we had such profound Mm um discussions and such like that I know that none of my none of my peers in yeah. my age group were were having because I could just tell that everything was very because people didn't understand it but I think we were both I suppose you could say we were both quite depressed kids mm. which helped us build uh emotional maturity earlier and we were able as men to, or boys to have conversations that I still hold so valuable at 23 years old now as I did back then. I can remember us talking about like some of the, some of the stuff that most adults would shy away from having like at all times. And like, it was so honest and so open and it was such a unique friendship and it, and it kind of, and it, that, that for me was such an integral part of my life and like growing up, um, you know, like, I don't know like growing up and and seeing and like meeting new people I already had was like that is what a friendship should be that's how a Mm. friendship should be so I've always had that with my friends and obviously my family have always just been great with me as as and like me and my dad have a strong bond because of our mental health and how we view it and like we have great conversations about that and like the rest of my family are great as well. So I, I am really lucky. I know that was a very short question of yours and I've given like a 10 minutes answer, but I am so lucky to have been given what I haven't. And, and I suppose, yes, it's helped in a way with like, you know, the 5% of people that I'd have friends around me that don't normally talk about. It's definitely helped with those. But yeah, like I have a pretty good emotionally connected relationship with everyone I know. And like, we're all pretty open about it and stuff. So...
1: Mm, I think that's great. Uh, mine's, mine's. I get a lot of mine weirdly through the podcast and through like writing and stuff. Like, I talk to you know a couple of. I talk to my girlfriend about it quite a lot because I'm very, I'm very on it with like entering into like a fairly new relationship. Like, you you have to be as authentic as possible to to understand each other. So we're both very good in that sense. In in like if we're having a bad day, we'll like say to each other that I'm having a bad day. And it will either be a case of like, okay, well, do you want to talk about it? We can chat or no, I just need today to just be like with myself and then we can, we'll, let's speak about it tomorrow. Um, mm. And then, yeah, like I said, I've got a couple of friends that I'll, I'll have really like in-depth conversations with at times, but I, I, to be honest, I get so much out of just doing this like this, cause this, like I'm able to talk really openly here. Like there's no, I think that the most important thing when you're having those conversations is to feel like there's no judgment. And I think when I'm sharing on here with a guest or when I do like solo episodes that there's no judgment coming from the other side because people are choosing to listen for a start, but also because maybe it's because you can't see the person you can't, you can't try and interpret what their judgment is. I don't know. Maybe that's a part of it, but I, I do get so much out of it because I try to bring, to bring as much openness and stuff to the podcast. And when I do have days and weeks where I'm not feeling great, oh oh bring that into the conversation and then you can almost talk over it with someone. So, but yeah, like with family and stuff, it's, it's probably less so to be honest. Um, I think it's just, it. that's just fam- the family dynamic in, 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 in our Fair family. It's, it's a very much a, um, you know, I come from an immigrant family, so it's very much like, you know, it's a survival mentality rather than it was, right. you know, a, let's be open about how we're feeling kind of thing, but you know, it's getting better. It's not like it's not going anywhere, but it's just, you it know, it takes
0: because, time. I can imagine something like that. It takes time to to get to that. As you say, like with that survival mentality, it's like it can sometimes make certain feelings feel trivial to Mm. talk about with certain people, but it's not that that's the case, but like internally, that's how we see it. And sometimes it's nice. And what I find is like, my thing is like with my, with my mum and dad, like, and this, I always find this a bit of a trip to think about, but like, They actually don't know me at all. Yeah. The same way I don't know my parents at all. Like I know them as my parents, and they know me as their child. But do we know anything like outside of that? I'm not sure, and I don't know if I want to know because I, I I like viewing my parents as my parents. Obviously, I know what they were. I I can I have an idea of what they were like before, but I'll never fully understand because I wasn't friends with them in the I don't know the 80s or the, the 90s because I was a child. You know what I mean? I'm just and like as you get older, you kind of understand your parents more and their way of thinking, as I say about my dad, but like there is a nice element with, with family, especially well with parents, especially within family, there is a certain niceness to not knowing everything. Mm -hmm. And like they're having like little boundaries and stuff because it's like, you know, I think that it's nicer for your friends to know everything about you because they're the people that you see on a, on a more frequent basis my family, I don't see as much. I'm, you know, that's just how my life has gone. And like, it d- doesn't change anything. I, I love my family and wouldn't, wouldn't choose anyone else to be in my family. But my, my thing is, I just think that I think that some things are really nice to have. Like some things are genuinely nicer to have with people you choose to have in your life mm-hmm. because you've chosen to have that person do you know what I mean? Like a friend, as you say, friend is the family you choose. So like sometimes you can't always say things to family because you know that almost, you know that they will be, they will stick around and make you pay for it for the rest of your life. But with friends, you're like, you know, we might not be friends in the future. I can tell you this and we can have a conversation and it will, I, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I don't know if that makes any sense.
1: But. Yeah, no, it does. It does. I think it's a lot of it comes down to me. It's like, to to, to in it's like you 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 can only understand someone as well as they understand themselves and yeah. even, even even then you don't get to understand all of it because you never you'll never be able to understand fully what's going on in their head so i i find if someone hasn't been able to see that side of themselves or understand that side of themselves you're going to find it hard to do so as well and yes. i've really learned that as well with like certain friends who 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 have who are le- a little less open it's because they don't know how to maybe express that side of themselves or how to even how to not even express it but how to to look at it for themselves and how to like inquire about it for themselves because I think that's where a lot of it comes out is when you start to ask yourself the questions you start to try and find the answers and then yeah. you can begin to talk about it. Like I know that's how like my journey started with like beginning to talk to friends about what I struggled with when I was younger and, and, and everything so it's super interesting man and I think one of the things that I really like well, about this conversation but about what I've got from you in general is that you you bring a lot of your kind of emotions into stuff particularly with like your music and stuff and but there's also like a swing of positivity about it, which I think is is a really nice mix because it's like you're bringing a rawness to, to a situation, but you're also bringing like a, it's like it's, it will be cool kind of thing. Like it will work yeah. out or it will be fine or it's okay yeah. to feel this. And I think it's a really important message. So is that something that you've kind of consciously done or is that just kind of evolved over time?
0: I think like, I think I've went, you'll find there's probably a difference. Like when I write, say when I'm writing a song, yeah. If I'm writing a song about something in the moment and it's like a a more of a sadder kind of connotation, like I struggle to to write a song that has a resolution. Whereas what I found is sometimes it's not always nice for me to write whilst I'm feeling bad because I write something that comes out quite negative.
1: Mm.
0: And none of that stuff ever tends to come out because I never don't ever feel like that's the right th- thing or message I want to push. Because it is a conscious decision to want to make something with a resolution. So always when I write a song afterwards, there's always something that might the whole song might sound like it's going in a really depressing way, but there's <laughs> one line at the end that I promise will save it. Yeah. And like there's a resolution there. And it is a conscious thing that I do. And it's something I've always I've never wanted to be. I know I'm aware that to the to the to the un, untrained listener, perhaps my music can come off as quite a depressing type of music. But actually, if you listen to it all the way to the end, there is always a resolution in my music. There's always something in there that you can take and be like, right, fair enough. You know, mm-hmm. like if it's one of my like really heart wrenching kind of songs that I, that's taken quite a lot for me to say. Um, I'll always try and figure out a line that suits it and like changes the tone of the song because I want all I want people to know that there is a resolution to things because like ninety nine point nine recurring percent out of a hundred there is there is always a resolution to how you feel. There's always something that can be done, you know. Well, hundred percent of the time, man. but yeah, yeah, you
1: know, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's wicked though, man, because it's like you like i said you you get that sense of like having the resolution bit because i think sometimes it's it's easy to just talk about this thing that happened but then not be like but you know it's it it can work out and i think sometimes you know especially when you're in that place you know like like we've we've both kind of been in it it's nice to be able to see the light of the tunnel sometimes even if it's just really tiny through someone else's perspective to be like "Ah, okay do you know what it's really cool and it's like i did a I don't know if you, there's like a trend on TikTok where it's like you 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 do a video of like what you're up to now and then like your younger self is like wow and I did yeah that. I did that I did yeah. that so my one was like you know 32 um, year old me like life coach um, X amount of downloads on the podcast self-published like mental health book and then 22 year old self me who was depressed and like wanted to t- take his own life is like wow I'm so proud of you and it's like sometimes you need to be able to see that person's journey which is why i love that trend because it's like you're seeing someone's journey from like where they were particularly when it's like the more uh the, the more deep side of the the person's life it's not just like look how much money i earn it's like you're mm-hmm. seeing oh okay cool so if they've managed to do that like i can i can do it the same if i'm you know in in that space or if i'm on that journey i did that trend
0: i did that trend and i had
1: a very similar
0: thing it was yeah it's just, it is, and I think that's also, an, that's that's one of the nicer tre- trends I've seen on TikTok, actually. Mm. Me and my girlfriend talk about it quite often. Like, it's just quite a wholesome kind of, and it's nice because it, you see people, like, showing what they're proud of without sounding too, like, up themselves because people always try to, you know, when you're, like, talking about yourself, people always kind of tend, to, or, like, in in a lot of these ways, like, people try to, like, pass it off as if it's kind of, like, narcissistic and like boasting it's not it's just showing that you're proud of yourself and I think that's a perfect example of like it's okay to be proud of how far you've come and like want to talk about that because back 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 before you would have avoided as much as possible to talk about the very same thing because you'd be so you, you perhaps would have been like we were like depressed like when I was 17 like I didn't I didn't want to get out of bed like I didn't I didn't want to pursue what the music stuff like I was a completely different person and now like six years later I'm I'm able to like make I I I, my career is music I don't have a
1: uh that's my full-time job you know like it's amazing yeah and what what, what kick-started it then from from going from that space of like not even wanting to make music to like Starting to make it to to get to where you are today. Well, I
0: haven't really talked about this before, but I was in a really shitty. I was in a really shitty deal, and um, I never really talk about this because, one, because I just it brings back. It sometimes brings back some pretty sh- shitty feelings. But then, like we've had a really good discussion, so yeah. But I was in a really shitty deal with like this independent label. They didn't care at all about me they just they basically wanted money i bought myself out of my deal um and i think i've also shied away from this because i don't want people i don't i don't want like to say i don't like to say negative things about people but like i'm not going to say names but they ruined my they ruined my my life for like three years up mm. until i was 20 years old wow. from like six from like 16 at end of being 16 to 20 years old i was stuck in this contract and I had released two songs in that whole time or three songs or something like that in that whole time, none of which going on uh, Spotify, just on SoundCloud. And they ripped me. They took my money um, and, you know, I got out of that and like, that was my turning point. As soon as I got out, it was like four years of wanting to release music Four years of like, like, cause that was part of the reason why I didn't want to make music because I knew it never come out. So I was yeah. like, why am I writing music? and like, oh, like i was like what's the point point?" and then i got out of it yeah and i was like right let's turn up the heat i'm gonna write loads of songs i wrote songs and like i did a project and like i'm not gonna sit here and say that that project is like the best there is because it isn't by far i was such a, i was still a child and uh, there was still a sense of like songwriting immaturity at that age because i hadn't challenged myself like i do like i am challenging myself now because i didn't want to because i knew that it was like pointless Mm -hmm. so i would have written songs and nothing would have happened with them so it was more like i got to this point and i was like yeah screw it i'm gonna write loads of music and i wrote some songs and they came off like quite i don't know like dancey kind of vibes but like that was more my first ep was it was like kind of like i don't know like edm-ish kind of r&b infused edm sort of stuff and i was like do you know what like i like, I don't really tend to listen to that stuff now, but I will never take it off my Spotify, and I refuse to take it off my Spotify, anything because that is such, and I've got it tattooed on me, like that's that's hey. the um, the artwork. That, even though like maybe the lyrics don't mean that much to me because I hadn't really unlocked that songwriter in me that could really unlock that kind of emotion, but there is one song on there that that is kind of like that, but what i do what i do think is that 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 was when i was like i'm out of my i'm out of this stupid record label, record deal where these people got me in when i was 16 years old and they kept me in there and they freaking tortured me in there like mentally tortured me by having me in there knowing that i'd never be able to buy myself out of that and then eventually like i was i was able to because i had i had uh, like a bit of inheritance um which I've now fully paid back now 10 times over. Awesome. It's awesome. But like um, that my, you know, my grandparents have worked their lives to, to leave for me. And, and now I'm in this position where it's like rock on, man. Yeah. That's, that's sick. Like I'm, I'm like, I look at that and I'm like, okay, that's not the best music I've ever made, but that is such a turning point in my life that no one can take away from me. And I think that was what it was really, bro. I think that was like why I decided to, to, to get into it and like really figure out songwriting for me, myself. Yeah. Cause I was like, right. I've got no
1: chains. I'm not like locked up anymore. I'm like able to do this. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, dude, I love that though, man. Because it's it it that's almost like the musical journey of the TikTok thing we were just talking about. Because yeah. it's like you can go on your Spotify now and you can see that was your first release and hear the difference between then and now. And yeah. it's it's the same with this podcast, man. Like episode one, like I I mean, I dread to listen back to it now. But like you, you would be able to hear the difference, the evolution in in the type oh, cool. of conversation. To like this is now beyond episode two hundred. So it's like. It's, Whoa! Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, crazy guy. That's amazing. <laughs> Cheers, man. Wow. But yeah, it's like having that there. It's part of the the journey, and it's like that that makes it, you know. And you know, something that I kind of want to touch on before we kind of um wrap up is is you mentioned there, like that that part of you that you had to unlock to tap mm-hmm. into the songwriting skills um, to to kind of bring out the emotions and stuff. How how did you? How did you tap into that? Like, what was there a process behind it? What kind of unlocked that door for you?
0: Right. So there was two instances. Um, I've gone through a breakup when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It was like my longest relationship was about two and a half years. And, um, you know, it, it ended amicably. But um, I think because of that, I was just, I didn't really think about how I was feeling for a long time, and then like it kind of hit me how I felt quite lonely and uh, missed like having a that friend because sometimes when you're in a relationship, like it got to a point where we were just really just like best friends, and I missed yeah. that. Then I wrote a song about that, and that was that was one thing. But I think the the biggest like unlocking of like like it was almost like a sounds silly to say, but like almost like a spiritual experience like a spirit like an epiphany of sorts like the closest things like I remember it was a loop that we'd made in the studio me and uh, a couple of guys we'd made this loop on a guitar and it sounded like it was like we sampled it through like an old cassette tape and like it was just like a really old school sounding thing and it was like really quite haunting and it made me think of um like a few years prior like maybe two years prior like one of my closest friends like killed himself and like wow. I um like we, we and what's funny was like I called him one of my closest friends but he was only in my life for about seven or eight months but we worked together as um decorators okay. and we worked together like every day and it was awesome I, I actually I loved that job um um I actually funnily enough I, I live in a, a place now and, like, my street is the street that I used to work on. Oh, really? <laughs> so, like, every time I walk out the door, I, I've got some scaffolding up on my place at the moment. Every time I walk out my door, I kind of, like, go, like, oh, that was me and and uh, my friend, like, three, four years ago. And we yeah. used to work and do that. And, like, I saw him as, like, a really good friend. And, obviously, he he, uh, he passed away. And, um, like, I heard this sample and I was like, right, this is – this is the time this is when i'm gonna that's this is when i'm gonna talk about it and i talked about it and it was like it just flew out like it took me like 15 minutes to write and it took me five minutes to record and like the the what you hear it's called follow suit it's on my spotify what you hear on that is like is like the session like it's all one take And like my voice is breaking and cracking because it's so hard for me to say what I'm saying, but like that, it was like, a. am not a religious man, but that was the closest thing to like a spiritual experience. It was like, it was like every, with every, every word, it came out so poetically. And like, even if like, you took it out of context, like without the music, you could just say it and it would sound beautiful, but it's because it, And that's not me like boasting. It's just me. Like, I think that's my most well-written song because it was like, there was no thought that went into it. It was just like, it just came out. It was like something that it's almost like it was already pre-written in my head. And like it was done. And I remember just thinking like, I actually have written in my opinion and like, not again, not in it. Like that is one of the best songs I've ever heard out of anything I've ever listened to from start to finish. And like, i didn't get that song produced. I kept it with the loop with the drums and the guitar and the tape recorder kind of set all together. And like, I kept it like that and it stayed like that and that was it. And that was, yeah, that was like the experience and that was amazing. And I genuinely think that was like the coolest and, and like the most, and it unlocked everything. Like I, after that I was able to write <laughs> Uh, whatever i wanted to because i was like the hardest thing i could possibly think about to write about
1: yeah that's awesome man thank and you
0: it for also gave that me, man. It, oh that's all right it always also gave me also gave me peace yeah. in
1: what what had happened you know yeah it's, it sounds like it was just a pure like raw expression of emotion and it's like we 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 rarely do that like we do that in 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 small instances in like anger or like we cry when you know we go through a breakup or something bad happens or we, or we go through loss or, or we grieve yeah. but we we don't choose to express it in 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 that in that way you know and i think mm-hmm. you know what you're saying was it came out really easily and it's like you said it was, it was pre-written man because it was all stuff that was there ready to go it was just about opening up the the Definitely. door to it and letting it letting it out yeah man 100%. But yeah man that's awesome. Well look man we unfortunately we're out of time and you know it's a real shame because I feel like we're just really getting into a, a, a really sick conversation. Um but well, I, I will do this again though man. Like I'm 100% always, like, man I was going to say. Definitely. Definitely I need a part 2 at some at some point man. Um but look I I just want to you know thank you for taking the time today for for putting out the the music that you do for bringing such authenticity and 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 honesty to this conversation that like i think a lot of people who are listening will, will take a lot from it man so I, re, I really respect you for that
0: thank you man i really really appreciate it this one been one of the best things i've done all all year
1: so yeah I really oh, awesome, really appreciate man. so yeah have a great day man and thank you for having me on bro thank you man and and before i let you go can you just let people know where they can keep up to date with you online oh, yeah. and find your music and anything else that you kind of want to shout about any Sorry, shows or anything that you might have coming up next year or anything like that
0: yeah so uh my name is sam Tompkins if you didn't know already if you want to find me on instagram twitter facebook whatever medium you use uh just type in my name sam Tompkins uk um and yeah i've got a tour coming up in march next year presumably that goes ahead hopefully fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah and um And if if not, even if it doesn't go ahead at that time, it will just be postponed and at a later date. Yeah. Grab a ticket online. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, man. Like genuinely, it's been awesome.
1: So there we have it. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. And I really, really love what Sam was talking about at the end there about putting his emotions into his music and just kind of like he almost like talked about opening the tap in a way, you know, metaphorically and just allowing the emotions to come come through him and coming out in that particular song. And I think that's really powerful learning there and how more of us can allow our emotions to flow through us. Instead of trying to block them up and, and, you know, package them up and push them away. So if you like what you heard in this episode, then please be sure to leave a review and even better still, hit that subscribe button so that you get the latest episodes straight to your phone. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send them a link or a screenshot. Because It's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. And to really help spread that message, it's helps by sharing it with a friend. I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change. And you can also be a part of that by sharing this episode today. As ever, you can connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi or TikTok at AlexManziCoaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and I'll see you for the next episode. This podcast is produced by Unedited.